0: News Digest review of the year 3305, we recall the news so you don't have to. Part 1. Galactic Politics At the beginning of 3305, commanders were eagerly awaiting the release of the delayed squadron carriers, and for news of the next big update following the year of consolidation by the Pilots' Federation, known as BEYOND. Following significant improvements to exploration technology, They were planning the largest cross-galaxy expedition ever, and they were fighting off a seemingly unstoppable Thargoid invasion that threatened to engulf the inhabited bubble. Over the five episodes of the Galnet News Digest review of 3305, we have a look at what actually happened in the galaxy and at what we have to look forward to in 3306. The rise and fall of Nova Imperium. In January, the Empire was in crisis the self-styled Imperator Mordanticus, a senior but treacherous Imperial naval official, had made Hadrian Duval, an illegitimate child of Emperor Hengist Duval and one of his slaves, into a pretender to Emperor Arissa Lavigny Duval's throne, and he was now ready to wage war on the Emperor, to depose her, and set himself up as the de facto Emperor of a new isolationist empire. But the Empire was prepared for this move, and its forces were deployed to the Nova Imperium stronghold in Parissa during the first week of January. On the 10th of January, Senator Denton Petraeus launched his attack an offensive that proved decisive within a week, with the Nova Imperium forces routed and Imperator Mordanticus captured. The streets of Capital ran with blood a few days later. Mordanticus was taken before a full hearing of the Senate, believing he was to stand trial for his treachery, but was instead summarily executed by Senator Petraeus himself, in the presence of the Emperor. The Imperial Guard then turned on the assembled Senators, selecting those Senators suspected of supporting Nova Imperium and executing them with sustained gunfire. Quite how the other members of the Senate must have felt, as their togas became spattered with the blood of their executed colleagues, can only be imagined, and it seems likely that they will now be taking extra special care to be even more loyal than they already were. Political puppet Hadrian Duval remained at large, believed to be in hiding in Paresa. Following Mordanticus's execution, he proclaimed himself the new Imperator, in memory of his fallen mentor, Memento Mordanticus. Three months later, in April, Princess Ashling Duval risked the wrath of the Emperor by travelling to meet Imperator Duval in Paresa. Blood tests confirmed that they were indeed related, and it appears to have been these blood ties that led her to seek him out. Imperator Duval later claimed that he and Princess Ashling had entered into a non-aggression pact. Nova Imperium remains strong within the Parisa system, while Eupini Limited, who backed Emperor Orissa, has been chased out of the system. So perhaps we'll hear more from the second Imperator in 3306. The President Impeached The Alliance was also under attack from within, The one-time Governor of Seance, Gibson Kincaid, was elected President in 3304 following the murder of one of his rivals, Fazia Silva, and rapidly became problematic for Prime Minister Mahan, with his calls to be granted executive powers and for funding new alliance fleets. Mahan's anxiety can only have got worse after Admiral Yamamoto declared Kincaid to be the new Commander-in-Chief of the Zeon's Fleet, and that the Zeon's Fleet would henceforth take orders only from Kincaid, a clear challenge to Mahan's authority. So it must have come as a considerable relief to Mahan when, in early May, Councillor Elijah Beck presented evidence to the Alliance Assembly that Kincaid had received several billion credits in illegal campaign funding. The investigation into funding soon uncovered a conspiracy to overthrow the Alliance government in Alioth, replacing it with the autocratic Kincaid and a Seance-based government. Yamamoto and Kincaid were implicated in the murder of Fazia Silva, and both were arrested in lightning raids to stand trial on multiple counts of corruption, murder and treason. Acting with almost indecent haste, The Alliance Assembly voted through constitutional changes to abolish the role of President before the end of June, thus restoring the old Alliance values of bumbling but democratic mediocrity. Miracle Medicines for All Following the illicit acquisition of nanomedicines originally developed by Pranav Antal's Utopia, Vitadyne Laboratories claimed that because it bought the medicines as legal salvage, Utopian patents shouldn't apply. In a surprise January ruling, the Interstellar Health Organisation decided that the value of these miracle medicines outweighed any legal claim that Pranav Antal might have to control its supply. Vitadine invited both Vandermeer Corporation and Neomedical Industries to tender for the contract to produce the drug under licence. Both competing organisations set up state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities to create nanomedicines and awaited the award of contract, but it never happened. The tenders were submitted on the 31st of January. As of the end of 3305, 11 months later, Vitadine still hasn't announced who will be awarded the contract, and millions of avoidable deaths continue every day throughout the galaxy. Did Pranavantal somehow manage to persuade Vitadine not to use its ill-gotten technology? We may never know. Travel chaos as celebrity causes concern In early January, Holovid star Consuela Knight caused widespread panic amongst travellers when she and the crew of her luxury starship vanished without trace, leaving the ship intact with a half-eaten meal on the table and all the escape pods untouched, prompting comparisons with the Mary Celeste story. With rumours of alien abductions in hyperspace, sales of luxury ships took a nosedive, as did bookings on leisure cruises. But it turns out it was all an elaborate hoax. Knight was eventually tracked down to Skyglow Havens in the Rhea Archipelago, where so many celebrities go to avoid attention. She had apparently been hoping the publicity would revive her flagging career. Instead, she was forced to go into hiding from crowds of angry Saud Kruger salespeople. (laughs) PIRATE VS PIRATE AT Rackham's. Zach Rackham, alleged ex-Pirate and sponsor of the Dura Drive, had a nasty surprise in March when his chief financial officer and another senior executive died in quick succession and in suspicious circumstances, and were replaced by ex-Pirate and Rackham rival Taja Gavares and one of her henchmen. Without Rackham's approval, by the rest of the Rackham Capital Investments Board. It appears that Gavaris was seeking to eliminate Rackham's most loyal staff and wrest control of the company from him. The Federal Times worked hard to expose both Rackham and Gavaris as pirates, a sharp contrast to the Federal Investigation Agency which seemed completely uninterested, though probably not financially disinterested, in Tavares' undermining of Rackham's position. The FIA's stance seemed to change suddenly in April, when they contacted the Federal Times for any and all information it had about Taja Gavarris and Calico Zak Rackham. The Federal Times was initially delighted that Rackham might finally be called to account for his past wrongdoings. However, after the FIA denied again that it was investigating either Gavarris or Rackham, and after Gavaris and her followers suddenly took flight, It became clear that the FIA investigators were in fact Rackham's own agents, and that he would gained enough incriminating evidence on his rivals to win back control of his company. The Federal Times received a massive donation from Rackham in recognition of their ethical journalism, following which there have been no further attempts to expose his unsavoury past. And that was part one of this year's Galnet News Review of the Year 3305. Galnet News, we recall the news, so you don't have to.